Let's conversate, Akeem. Let's conversate. Let's conversate. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to Conversate with the King D. Earl. I'm back with another episode, and I'm very, very excited uh, for my next guest. Um, she was working as an attorney in D.C., but she left us for the good weather out in Miami, where she practices now. I met her as she was a lawyer at, at my firm uh, for about a year, and she was extremely helpful, extremely personable. Um, and became a great friend, and I even asked her to help me with a couple of assignments in law school, <laughs> and she was very eager to help me out, and it was a great, great help for her to be a resource. So I'm excited to have her on the podcast today and to introduce her to the Conversate uh, world. So please welcome Safi, Safi de Castes Soares. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. you I'm very, one. very, very um excited and honored to be here and i just want to say that it's been an absolute pleasure to watch you evolve from the time we met and mm -hmm. you know you always had a clear path and very determined and i'm very very happy and proud to see everything you've accomplished and congratulations on everything it. you've accomplished appreciate on the professional it. side and on the <laughs> private side yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much i appreciate it i'm glad you were able to see it from the beginning and be able to see the journey now. I appreciate yeah. that so much. Yeah. So I start off every podcast with a finish this sentence question. Oh. Right. So it is finish this sentence. If I was not a lawyer, I would be a what? Singer. Mm, I forgot <laughs> you saying. I forgot. I remember that. I remember that. For sure. I've always loved singing. Um I pursued it a little bit when I was in New York in undergrad because, you know, mm -hmm. New York is more like a artist scene, you know. Right. So I had a few opportunities to, like, write and record songs and stuff. And then I um, kind of put it on the back burner to focus on my law school journey at the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now um, I get to sing a lot to my son. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We do get to that too. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what made that switch? Like you were on the singing path. What made the switch to like law school? No, I, was, I wasn't on the singing path. L law mm -hmm. has always been like my goal since I mm -hmm. was like 12 years old. But, yeah. you know, um, and that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to get on this podcast is mm -hmm. people tend to forget that like you can be a lawyer and be other things, be several mm. other things, you know. So while law has always been like a goal of mine, I also had other passions, other interests. And one of those was music in general. It's like I played the yeah. piano for like 10 years. I like to compose melodies and I like to uh, sing. I was actually in a in a band in high school, a girl's band. Oh, what was the name? <laughs> I need to know the name. It was called A Voce, which means mm. the voice in Portuguese. Hmm. Um, so it was three of us and we, uh, I, I did, I wrote some of the songs of the, the band and like the other girls wrote some as well. Mm -hmm. It was real cool. Yeah. Were y'all good? Like, yeah, yeah, we're... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we didn't, um, we never pursued it full speed because mm -hmm. we ended up having, you know, just having to go different ways and stuff. But, yeah. but, uh, 
the few people who heard what we did liked it. <laughs> but to finish my thought, um, yeah. so law has always been my focus. I had other interests. And when I was in my early 20s, I figured I'm going to pursue everything I like, mm. you know, and then it got to one point where it was like, okay, do I want to be good at a lot of different things or do I want to be excellent at one thing? Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, that's always like a decision you have to make. Mm-hmm. But for me at the time, it made more sense to put those other things on the side and focus on the law. And right. that's what I did. Man, that's real. Was there like a specific moment where you were like, okay, I ha- like, what was the moment where you were like, I have to focus on the law now? Like what, what, when I, you- when I started preparing for the LSAT, <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. I can't do anything else. That is no joke. And also because I, I was also like working, you yeah. know, full time and mm. studying for the LSAT is a full time job as well. So yeah. and like, you know, like when it when it comes to like um, anything music related, mm-hmm. art, artists are on their own schedule. And it's like, yeah, oh, free. we got to be at the studio all night. Like, yeah. I don't got time for that. I got to I got to study for my LSAT. You know, right, that's, right. So I gotta yeah. learn these logic games. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of where uh, where it didn't make the cut. Man, that's real. So did you go into law school having an idea of what you wanted to do, or did you try to figure it out the way? Well, uh, the answer is no. I didn't because initially I wanted to do criminal law. So when mm. I at twelve, when I decided I wanted to do, I wanted to be a lawyer. Criminal mm. law was like what I was interested in because at the time I read a lot of books by Agatha Christie. I don't know if you mm. heard of her, Mm-mm. but uh, she writes like, or she wrote because she's long gone. But she mm. wrote like, kind of like Sherlock Holmes type stuff, you yeah. know. But except that the detective in her books was not British; he was from Belgium. So. Mm. Uh, he was a very quirky character anyway. So yeah. like I was really interested in that kind of stuff. But then when I did an internship at the, the district attorney's office in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and I saw up close what that looks like, I'm like, all right, uh, criminal law, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it about? What was that? What, what happened? What did you see? Well, I was an intern, so I didn't really get to do any substantive stuff. Yeah. But even just like looking at like pictures of like crime scenes and mm-hmm. like sometimes I had to listen to inmates calls with their family and friends mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I told myself that it was a bit too dark and yeah. that I couldn't imagine dealing with that stuff 24 7 you know right yeah it's like it's not for me it's yeah. not for me so when i went into when i went into law school i was open-minded mm-hmm. i would i was you know trying to see what i would really be interested in and mm-hmm. uh, tried a lot of different different random uh classes and um i liked a lot of them but you know eventually i kind of found my path later on gotcha awesome let's take it back a little bit where are you originally from I am from Benin in West Africa. Okay. But I was born in France, so I'm also a French citizen. Mm-hmm. But uh, my ancestry is in West Africa. Benin on my dad's side and uh, Mali on my mom's side. And gotcha. like other stuff, but we're going to stick to that. There's a lot of mixes of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And so when did you come to the U.S.? When I was 20 years old. Yeah, I uh, so I was in I was in undergrad in France and gotcha. I was specializing in criminal law because right. that was still the goal at the time, yeah. and um, and there were so it was a lot- criminal law 
like France criminal law or criminal law like in the U.S.? No, French criminal law. Got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, and um, and then I realized like the system in France was kind of mm-hmm. it's a lot of nepotism. Mm. Um, I didn't really like that, and so that's when I started looking into coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wrote this long letter to my parents because at the time, in my old days, <laughs> people were still writing letters, Letter. not just emails. Back way back when. Way back when. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote this really long letter to my parents, telling them I wanted wow. to move to the U.S. And uh, and my mom said my dad cried when he read it. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, because it was like, I can imagine, now that I'm a parent, it changes mm-hmm. my, my perspective on a lot right. of things. And I can only imagine, like, seeing his little girl wrote him a letter, I want to move all the way to America yeah, so I'm far. I'm out of here, man. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so that's that's when it happened. I moved to the U.S. when I was 20, I moved to New York. Got you. Was it a culture shock for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Everything was so different. The language is different, mm-hmm. but the language was like the least of my problems, really, because I I always loved languages, so I already spoke English before I moved here. Right. But um, everything else was so different: the food, the the norms, like everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, it was a lot of a uh, lot of uh, adapting for me yeah, to do. to do, man, that's real. <laughs> so I, I I do want to go back to your singing, and I also want to touch on the other things you do because I know you do like ten other things. <laughs> I know you have a beard care line. I, know I do. I do. You teach uh, lessons, mm-hmm. French speaking lessons. Mm-hmm. Like speak on all those things. What are all, what are the side gigs you do? Well, I had to dial it down a little bit now mm-hmm. that uh, that I'm a mom because mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's my main gig now. Right. Everything else <laughs> right. is a side gig, to be honest. Exactly. That's um, real. But. Yeah, well, I I was I was tutoring French for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to I had to pause it for now, but I am working on putting together putting together um, like a class, like a subscription based class that people can awesome. access, so they can like do it on their own time, mm-hmm. and instead of doing like one on one tutoring. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm working on. And gotcha. you mentioned the beard care line, which I started mm-hmm. in 2019. It's called Gentleman AF. Go so check it out. Go check, check it, it out. out. Link w- will be w- in the description. That gentlemanaf.com. <laughs> Come um, on, fellas. Get your beards right. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that Gentleman AF is my, my only side gig at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So how do you feel like? The singing, the the bear care, and and the lessons. How do you feel? Do you see any parallels with lawyering? Do you see any bridges that that cross? Anything you've learned from having side businesses from the law? Anything from the law that you learned? Like, have you seen any crossovers? Or any <coughs> lessons you've learned from those things? Yeah, I would say as far as like the practice of law and how it relates to my business as a beard care brand owner, mm-hmm. I will say like, and this is more like a general principle, but when you when you learn to practice law, you learn to be organized, you learn to be resourceful, you yeah. learn to uh, research things. So yeah. all of those were very, very helpful when I decided to start my beard care brand because I did all of my research. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, try to organize things, do things 
the the legal route you know yeah, looked yeah, into yeah. like the regulations whatever is needed um and you know reach out to people who do this kind of stuff regularly to like ask yeah. questions and and all of that um and you know also been very mindful about keeping a paper trail of like my uh different agreements with the suppliers or whatnot mm. um, so so yeah it's that and that's the thing that people always tell you like a law degree is never going to be a waste that's true to an extent because mm. the skills that you learn can be applied to almost any area of your of your life mm. um, but i personally say if you don't know for sure that you want to be a lawyer don't go to law school because it's very expensive. <laughs> it's very right. expensive. And, yeah. and and if you're going to practice law, it's justified because you cannot practice law without a JD and a right. bar license. But, you know, if you don't want to practice law, you may want to think about other things right. you can do with with your money. <laughs> right. That's a very expensive way to find out you don't want to do something. Like, right. I don't know right. You want to spend all that money just to do that. Mm-mm. Man, that's real. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a little break and do a segment I call this or that. And then we're going to jump back into my questions. Okay. So it's exactly what it sounds like this or that you choose which one you prefer. Gotcha. Um, and I have a couple of them. Okay. So Civ pro or crim or crim pro. Crim pro. Hmm. Even though you say you didn't like criminal law no more? I didn't like to practice it, but I like the theory of it better. Mm, Yeah. Like, I still love criminal law as, like, uh, you know, a class or, like, the material. Yeah. Yeah. But not, you don't want to be deep into it. I I don't want to practice it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Westlaw or Lexis? Westlaw all day. Really? Oh, man. You go Westlaw. You're a Lexis guy? Yeah, I like Lexis. I like Lexis, man. It's just easier. At first, I was Westlaw at first, but, like, Lexis got me in a chokehold right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Working from home or in the office? From home all day. (laughs) <laughs> from on home, the balcony in the beach yeah, exactly that's exactly <laughs> uh direct examination or cross-examination mm, that's a tough one i i kind of like cross mm. kind of like cross i like to grill the grill the witness got you yeah like it's it's a little more fun because it's more adver- adversarial you know Mm. <laughs> direct examination that's your witness so you know right. it's kind of just practicing something that was rehearsed when like cross that's true. you got to think on your feet a little bit more that's true mm-hmm. people think direct exam is easy but it's like for for you to get what you need out of your witness and for the for your witness to be personable and to get the information out it's harder than people think like, it is not easy at all it yeah. is not easy at all i, I would never say that it's easy but i yeah. do think that cross examinations are more fun mm, <laughs> got you got you uh biggie or tupac uh <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna make some enemies with my <laughs> let's do it let's make these enemies look i i'm an east coast girl all day long mm-hmm. i've always because i've lived on the east coast made my way down south Up on the down, east coast. Yeah. <laughs> but I like Tupac more. Mm, dang, that's messed up. <laughs> I see the New York friends about to come for you right now. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Martin or Fresh Prince? Man, you're really trying to get the controversy <laughs> out of <laughs> This is what I need. That's what we do here at Conversate. That's what um, we need. Okay. We're going to leave out the unfortunate recent events. 
<laughs> but here's the deal. I grew up watching Fresh Prince. Mm. I never watched Martin until I moved to the U.S. Wow. I actually never watched a Martin episode until probably like four years ago. What? <laughs> you know? So, like, I find, I find them funny, but I feel like because it's so old, like, mm. if I had watched it in real time, I probably would have found time, it funnier, yeah. you know? But, but I mean, this is old show. Like, yeah. This quality is terrible. Exactly. Fresh Prince. Prince. Okay. Yep. You for, you, have you forgiven Will Smith for, for the slap heard around the world? <sighs> kind of. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of painful watching him make his little comeback on social media. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the kid that did something real bad and mm-hmm. he's trying to get his mama's good graces again. <laughs> Come back. Like, yeah. mm. That's real. Yeah, but. We, I, we forgive you, Will. Don't worry. Yeah, don't we, worry we, for, we, we forgive you. <laughs> All right. Uh, domestic travel or international travel? International. Like right. I probably was an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Suits or Law and Order? I don't know if you watched either. Oh, yeah. I've watched both. Um,. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I want to say Law and Order. Really? Dang, Suits is my yeah. show. I love Suits. I really love Suits. But I, <laughs> I, I'm going to choose Law and Order. Um, I guess, first of all, the longevity. Like, you can't really fight that one. Right, um, right, right. It's the OG and, show, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the thing about Law & Order is kind of easier to watch because every new episode is a new story. I mean, they right. do have, like, their stories that are continuous. Yeah. But, but Suit is... And, I don't know. Law & Order is more about, like, the actual cases. And Suit had, like, too much extra drama extra going stuff, on yeah, the love, you know, which, which the is love interesting yeah. <laughs> right, right. which is interesting and I will say the outfits in suit are fire fire, fire. yeah they, they did their thing I want Jessica's whole wardrobe <laughs> like her dresses are yeah you know, Donna be killing it too yeah Donna yeah. killing it yeah. Harvey suits is just crazy good perfect yeah. I could talk about suits all day never a wrinkle like, Right, exactly. yeah. The hair swoop perfectly to the side, like man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, so we're gonna end on an easy one, uh, a simple one: burgers or hot dogs? Neither. What? <laughs> <laughs> I I like to eat very healthy, like okay. hot dogs. If I have to pick one, I'll pick burgers because, like, mm-hmm. hot dogs. Who even knows what's in the hot dog? Like, you don't what need is, to know. What it's is an it experience. <laughs> You don't always need to know. Just say, nah, just say enjoy it. You have to I'm cook good. out. You just. <laughs> I'm good. Got you. So I'll burgers. stick with the burgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you. Uh, so you said you now have a child. Tell yes. me about the experience. Tell me about it. All it is life changing. You gonna find out, <laughs> man. Let's see. Let's see. You the, gonna find whenever, out whenever the Lord wants. Whenever the Lord wants. Right. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. Um, <laughs> I will say. Um, it's it's a it's definitely a life changing experience. It's not a joke when people say that because it changes your perspective on so many things. Yeah. And um, for me, it's made me uh, more ambitious, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like right now, my my whole pursuit in life is to find a great work life balance mm-hmm. because you realize like. We spend so much time, like when I was younger, I spent so much time working. 
Mm -hmm. At one point, I was working like 115 hours a week, wow. you know, and it was just like kind of like a rat race. And then you yeah. realize like time is the is the most important thing we have. We never get time back. You know, whatever yeah. you do, I don't care how much money you have. Jeff Bezos can't buy time back. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's so important to find a way to to create amazing memories with the people you love and yeah. you know really like find the balance that works for you so that's yeah. that's my that's my goal in life right now yeah yeah that's so real so you talk about work-life balance so first t tell me what do you do right now in miami what area of law do you practice and then after tell me how do you balance having a child with the work that you currently do so i actually recently um switched firms uh, in June, I left an immigration firm, and I'm now working at a litigation firm. So it's a mm -hmm. boutique firm. Um, it's for attorneys, and mm -hmm. we do civil litigation. And it's okay. really, it could be anything. Um, it could be real estate cases. It could be crypto cases. Like, it's a wide range of uh, matters. And it's yeah. really, really interesting. Um, it's a lot of motion practice, too, which is great because I get to, like, you know, sharpen my writing skills even more. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so it's really, really interesting work. Uh, but sometimes, you know, civil litigation, that's the thing about litigation. Like mm -hmm. you get deadlines, like sometimes you're up till midnight because you yeah. have a filing due. And if the case is in a different time zone, then you might be up till 1 a.m. or 3 a.m., you know, which is, which is, which is rough. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so with a with a child that's that's difficult you know but mm. i will say and i think i wish that's something that i um that i was more adamant about before becoming a mom and i feel like a lot of attorneys like in our practice it's kind of like accepted that you're gonna you know work long hours and stuff mm -hmm. and like i think that it's important for for especially especially young lawyers to know that you can put your foot down you mm -hmm. know you can you can advocate for yourself like it yeah. a lot of times as as attorneys we advocate so hard for our clients but it's harder for us to advocate for ourselves mm -hmm. you know for whatever reason and it's important that we start to do that yeah. You know, I hope, if anything, that the pandemic taught all of us that, you know, it's important to have time to yourself. It's yeah. important to not always be on, you know, go, go, go mode, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so all that to say that with me um, having a, a young child, I was very adamant with my boss about, you know, what the schedule is going to be and setting expectations. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I understand sometimes we have filings due and we have to be up late, but I don't want this to be, like, the norm, you know? Yeah. There has to be boundaries. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. if we know we have a filing due, then let's organize ourselves so the filing can be ready beforehand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the yeah. day of, we can submit it at, at a decent hour and not be up till, you know, midnight or 3 a.m. Yeah. That's so real. <laughs> so, I, think, yeah. I think we forget that, too, because... Like going into law school and saying, oh, I want to be a lawyer, you feel like this is about to be your entire life because we've been working so hard for this one thing. We yeah. want to be consumed by it. And it, especially law school, law school consumed our lives. So we're yeah. thinking that once we go into practice, this is how it's supposed to be. 
And I didn't make that switch in my mind until like recently. I'm like, this is not going to take over my life. Like, right, right, right. After studying for the bar, I'm like, I will never have anything consume my life like this again because it was <laughs> not fun. Like that was, it was not okay. But I, yeah. I, I love that point because especially for lawyers knowing that it does not have to be your entire life. Set boundaries so you can, like you said, spend time with the people that you love. Yeah, yeah, because if not, then you're going to practice for a few years, then you're going to be burnt out, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to, you know, try to do something else with your life, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if maybe if if we weren't, if the person isn't burnt out, then they're not going to search for a different, you know, a new goal in life. Right, right. That's so real. That's so real. Um, So... Another shift. Um, I need you to drop a networking gem for the young law students and young lawyers out there. Uh, you What's know, one gem you have. Okay, I'm not the best person. <laughs> to really? Me. Like I never like so so. I my, don't believe that. So my my way of networking. I've read like articles and stuff, like tips on how to network or whatever, uh-huh. and. I never really followed it because it didn't really speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I went to a networking event, I tended to just really uh, hit it with one person mm-hmm. and then just stick with that one person for the <laughs> entire <whole> night. <laughs> You're <laughs> my friend what... now, forever. <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, but no, but seriously, like, that's kind of how it happened. And those, mm-hmm. those connections are connections that, like, actually lasted. You know, oh, awesome. um, hmm. but, but I will share this thing that like a, when you're young or when you're starting out, you feel like, oh, networking is all about going to this event, going to that event and like exchanging as many business cards as possible and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what people often don't realize is that networking is simply like the ability to create connection with people. So like, it's about everyone that's in your life, whether it's like in your professional life or your personal life. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't tell you how many opportunities, how many clients I've gotten from like people that I know without me having to do anything just because they yeah. know me and they, you know, they know my work ethic mm-hmm. and all of that. And they just send me people. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's more important to, to me, at least it's more important to like really cultivate the relationships you yeah. have in your life than trying to like build some phony relationship with somebody mm-hmm. at a sip and whatever event, you know, yeah. <laughs> happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And, like, some people are really good at doing that. So Mm. I guess, like, the final word is network the way that works for you. You know, Mm. for some people, they're really good at schmoozing and just, you know, creating connections at those events. So that's fine. But if you're somebody who isn't really about that life, (laughs) you know, do whatever works for you. That's real. And there's something to, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and, and the thing is. Like, it's not going to work if you're only reaching out to people when you need them or when you mm-hmm. need something from them. You know, like, that's yeah. that's not how networking works because it's right. all about, like, genuine connections. Yeah. So if you think that you can text someone twice a year and then when you <laughs> need a favor from them, they're going to do it, that's that's not going to work. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's definitely something to it when you said, like, you said you just stuck to one person the whole night. And like you said, that's really what it is, cultivating a relationship. I thought that starting early, that I, like you said, I needed a bunch of, like, business card, like, cards. I go to yeah. this event, meet 10 people. I need to leave with 10 business cards. Another, another event, meet 10 people, but never, like, putting in time with one specific person. And I agree, like, the relationships that I've built, in this field is from people I put in time with and not like spreading myself too thin with like 15 different attorneys that I don't know anything about or I'm not exactly. invested in. Exactly. So it's better for you to invest in the three attorneys that you do know you have a relationship with instead of trying to chase 50 uh, people thinking that that's how it's going to work. So no, that's yeah. a great, great tip. Like really cultivate those relationships. I like, I like calling it relationship building more than networking. I like building yeah. relationships in this field way better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> yeah. So another segment we have is called uh, Bar uh, Horror Stories. Uh, tell Ooh. the people a bar horror story, whether it was through preparation or through the actual bar. What's something that went like terribly wrong or <laughs> extremely well? If you want to say, go on the positive side. But we didn't, we didn't hear some horror stories. <laughs> okay, so this is... This is going to be a random one, but mm -hmm. okay. So I took the bar in 2016. I took it in New York mm -hmm. uh, at the Javits Center for those who know. Mm -hmm. And was it on the first day or second day? I don't remember. But anyway, uh, we went and we had like lunch break or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I bought some samosas at a place nearby mm -hmm. and I didn't finish it. So I brought it back with me to eat mm -hmm. during the exam, whatever. So I'm like writing and I hand wrote my exam. Oh my gosh. Because I'm old. I'm old school. <laughs> That's a horror story by itself. You wrote all six essays? Yeah, I hand wrote. Yeah, oh I hand wrote. Gosh. But it, 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 was, it was better for me that way. Okay. It, yeah. So Good. anyway, so I'm, I'm well, I, I hand wrote it because if not, I would have had to go to like Utica or something. I didn't want to go far. Mm, so the only way I could do it at Javits was if I, I hand wrote. So I was like, gotcha. whatever, I'll hand write. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading my stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm a little hungry. Let me grab the rest of this samosas. But mm -hmm. it was freaking molded all over. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you mold. bought it molded or did it mold? It was, no, it was like that. I bought it like that <laughs> unbeknownst to me. So, like, I took a bite and then I just happened to look at it. And I was oh. like, <laughs> so I had to, like, spit it out. And then I thought, but I already ate one earlier. So, that, so now, like, I Am spent. I dying? Right. So I spent the rest of the afternoon wondering if I'm, like, my stomach is going to turn or anything. Oh, no. But. I ended up fine, so that's my that's my horror story. So, so the the tip out of that is if you're gonna buy any food, make sure mm -hmm. that it's good. <laughs> right. There's or no better. mold before right. you go back into the bar exam. Exactly. That is hilarious. So you were thinking about like this mold while you were trying to write about yep. criminal procedure. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, that is funny. But I'm, I'm glad you're okay. You, you made it. To, you made yeah. It through. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's so funny. So, um, what I also want to ask is, as going back to the law, are you happy? Are you happy being a lawyer? I know, like we said, we, we set out going to law school. I really want to be this lawyer. And then sometimes, or in whatever profession, you get to that thing you really want, or in just life, and you're like, man, this is not really what I wanted. Like, it's not really enjoyable. It's not really what I want. So, I wanted to ask you, being a lawyer, are you happy? Like, have you 
have you gotten to the point where you are in your career where you're like, you know what, this is actually what I like to do? Or are you like, eh, no, it's not, a, it's not what it's talked up to you. <laughs> okay, buckle up. <clears throat> <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I got, I got a few points to make. I don't even know where to start. Let's do it. Um, okay. So number one, I was actually just talking about this with my therapist next, yesterday. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't have a therapist, you should get one because that need one. it will change you your in life. Law school, you need one at every point of this career. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I was telling her that uh, I don't want to be a destination happiness person. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, and yeah, you know, like because we we and that's a human thing to do. That's a human. Uh, you know, reflex or just propensity to be like, oh, I'm going to be happy when I have a million dollars. I'm going to be happy when, you know, I have this or I do this or I do that. Mm -hmm. And the danger with that is that it's always projecting happiness in the future and it prevents us from enjoying the present, you know? So um, am I where I want to be in life right now? No, I'm not. But I am still learning to appreciate where I am because where I am today is something I used to pray for. You know what mm, I'm saying? Exactly. You know? exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I, like I remember the days when I didn't even know how I was going to make it, how I was going to make it into law school, how I was going to yeah. pay for it, how I was, you know, all of that. And mm-hmm. so like me being an attorney today is is the answer to some prayers I was making for many years, you know, many years. I was like, I just want to be a lawyer. I just want to be a lawyer. And like now I am. Um, So, yes, I'm happy. I'm happy because I choose to be happy with where I'm at. Um, Do I regret having gone to law school and being a lawyer? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. Like I still enjoy what I do. Awesome. but I do have some plans for the future Good. and ways to be even more happy, yeah. um, you know, uh, that I'm not discussing at this time because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about doing it first and then we can celebrate. Right. And then um, reveal it. That's real. I love that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think that, and, and here's another thing I will say, like our profession is extremely stressful. I remember mm. when I was in undergrad, I went to the bookstore of my, my college. Shout out to John Jay people, bloodhounds. Hey, Jay, CUNY. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, and there was this book about, it was like a hundred something reasons not to be a lawyer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I was curious. I picked it up just to like skim through it. And one of the things they said was that, lawyers are like one of the top profession for suicides and alcoholism Mm. and all of that. So I want to say to like, you know, especially like lawyers who are starting out, like find healthy ways to cope with stress because stress is going to be there. You know, you got to find healthy ways to scope, to cope with it uh, Mm. and not resort to like drinking yourself to death or, you know, like other unhealthy, um, you know, alternatives, like right. find something, I don't know, meditation, running, pineapple juice. I don't know. Therapy, all of yeah, it. Therapy, yeah. all, all of the above. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. What do you, what do you think makes this profession that stressful? Where I, I know attorneys who doing cocaine in the office before trial, like, 
What what makes it that stressful? Like, so one thing that we mentioned earlier is the lack of boundaries. So, mm. like, a lot of people are overworked, and yeah. lack of sleep is one of the number one, yeah. you know, uh, stress inducers or whatever. So, you know, if you're sleep deprived, you're under a lot of pressure because you have deadlines, you have deliverables, you know, yeah. you have like, you know, the partner is gonna or whoever is supervising you is gonna scrutinize your work, and mm. you get financial stress too because I mean. Yeah. Unless you were blessed with a scholarship or, you know, rich parents or whatever. Right. You have the student loans. loans. You know, yeah. the loan. Joe, if you're listening. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> Forgive the loans. 10000 enough. We need some more. <laughs> Forgive all the loans. Just all of it, cancel man. the debt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, like, it's all those things that make it so stressful, you know. And yeah. in general, I would say, I think, like, Lawyers have a tendency to have a, uh, like a goal-driven personality. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, when you know you have all those things due, then you know, yeah. stress. Like, think about whatever you need to do for your job all the time. So, man, man. that's so real. I'm, and I'm glad you're happy in this field. I'm glad you're. It's good to hear from somebody from the outside waiting to go in that <laughs> there's attorneys still loving what they do. Yeah. Um, like I know it's one of my biggest fears. Like I still want to love what I do down the line, and I feel like I've worked this hard not to like it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's no, you're and you, you're gonna find what you're looking for, and that's the thing. Like even if even if you like go to like your first job and you don't like it, God forbid. But like mm-hmm. that's not the only place that you can work, and right. there are lots of things that you can do with your degree and find exactly. what works for you. That's real. That's real. Yeah. So. Does you being happy as a lawyer still have anything to do with Miami? I need to know. Like, how is it being <laughs> an attorney oh, in Miami? What is that for like? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Look, because I was in I was in DC, and yes, I had in an cold. in the cold. I had an epiphany. <laughs> like, literally, I saw this meme on Instagram, and it was this mm-hmm. little stick figure with like a a winter hat and a huge scarf and it Mm. read uh the air hurts my face why do i live somewhere where the air hurts my face and i thought you know what little stick figure man you are absolutely right right. (laughs) why am i living here you know makes so much sense yeah and then i also realized that i had seasonal depression because i was just like oh yeah i'm just sad during winter time that's just Mm. no it's seasonal depression so I realized I had to move. I had to go somewhere warm, somewhere where winter is not a thing. Wow. And um, and I've always loved Miami because it's mm-hmm. lit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the ocean. I can be in the ocean all day. Awesome. So, so, yeah, so I moved down here. I can't really say that I've had, like, the, ex- the full experience as an attorney living and practicing in Miami because I moved here just a few months before the pandemic started. Right, right, right. That's so real. Yeah. So even even now, like I work, you know, I work three days at home and two days at Mm -hmm. the office. But like, I don't really go to like lawyers, networking events Mm -hmm. or like cocktail events. So I haven't really, uh, you know, uh, rubbed shoulders with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With outside, (laughs) outside. But I'm trying to get into that soon. I'm actually going to a networking event next week. So awesome. 
I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> how that goes. It's yeah. so interesting you said that because I was literally thinking this week. I was like, I haven't been to a networking event in a very long time. I was like, I need to be outside. Like, I need to meet. I need to network. I need to meet some more people. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's. I hope. I hope that goes well. But Thank you. That's so real. That's so real. All right. So, for our final segment is called closing argument. And what this is, is you've been <laughs> dropping a whole lot of gems. So thank you for Thanks. that. But this is your one final gem that you're leaving with. So I always say this podcast is for law students and baby lawyers. Um, leave a gem, leave a motto or quote, something for the people. But in closing argument form, and there's one ca- caveat, you have to use the word of the day on conversate, right? You have to okay. include it in your... Uh, closing argument and if you use it correctly you win a 25 dollars gift card and if if you use it if you use it incorrectly you just have the joy of giving advice you just leave with that good feeling in your heart but with using the wrong word okay (laughs) so your word of the day is bifurcate bifurcate Bifurcate. yes so take you can take your time think of your closing argument dress it up how you want to Final words from Safi on conversation. You know, I, I'm not Jay Z. I like to take notes before <laughs> I. <laughs> but you, you are a song artist. You are uh, a song uh, writer. Like, yeah, and know. I write. I don't just time. come in there and like <laughs> no freestyle. Freestyle. I'm not a freestyle. But okay, all right. Bifurcate, bifurcate, bifurcate. Um, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Start well, start well. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Um, today we've talked about the pursuit of happiness in the field of love. Um, in order to find happiness in the field of law, you have to bifurcate your interests. <laughs> mm, come on. <laughs> That's all. <hard. laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. But thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> for the hype, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> you have to bifurcate your interests. You have to, on the one hand, pursue what you really want to do career-wise, but on the other hand, you have to not lose sight of what makes you happy in your personal life. And the ideal is to make those two compatible instead of mutually exclusive, which a lot of people do. Mm. Right. So if you can manage to find out how you can conciliate your personal interests um, and your personal values with your career, you will find happiness in this field. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on. <laughs> Safi, ladies and gentlemen. That was amazing. That was, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to gas you. That was the best closing argument so far. I'm not, I'm not even gassing you. And you threw in the word early. Everybody just waited to like the, towards know? the end. <laughs> you threw in the word early. That was amazing. Bifurcate. I'm literally sweating. The- <laughs> See, come on. This Jay-Z in you, man. You dropped them. God did. You they dropped them all. Come on, that's amazing. Bifurcate your interests, man. Yeah. You are not just a lawyer, you are more than that. 
yep. no more than that. Yep. That's amazing. So thank you so much for thank that. You. That was an amazing conversation. <laughs> I'm sure so many people are, are, are going to be able to uh, gain a lot from what you said, being a, a seasoned attorney, I can say now. Thank um, you. And, and just being a mother and being a business owner, I'm sure they could get a lot from what you said. So thank you so much for being so. on the podcast. My pleasure. So much fun. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, do you, so you, do you want to drop your handles for everybody or everything that they can find you on? Yeah. Um, so... I think it's easier if we put the links in because, like, my yes. name is so long. But, like, <laughs> definitely definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, I'm going to drop the Instagram handle and also the handle for my beard care brand, y'all. Awesome. Su- support awesome. a black-owned, woman-owned business. Come on. You know? Come on. <laughs> support out here. It's yeah. real out here. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I really mean this. If there's any, you know, law students or whatever, young lawyers, anyone who wants to, like, ask questions, advice, whatever, you know, I'm all for mm-hmm. uh, paying it forward. And hopefully if I can be a resource to you, don't hesitate. Awesome. Awesome. See, y'all, this is how you network. You give me the door. <laughs> right. Go on and network. Come on. Build relationships. All yep. right. So thank you so much, Safi. My pleasure, Akeem. Peace.